the all-star app, the number one app in the business, UFC, Bellator, One Championship, PFL, and more. Get the app right now. Link in description. Shit, man. The performance was uh, was very technical. Let's say mm. that. Very technical, you know, very calm, collected. Um, I think a lot of people were waiting for, you know, the Dan to come out. You know, like in your last couple of fights, you had those moments where you came out, you're technical, you're moving smoothly. And then once the fire started, you got into the fire and you just ran into it straight head on. And uh, was was that something in your mind in the fight or before the fight? Like the type of performance that you had in the last couple? Um, nah, nah. That's like the funny thing about um, how everything's come, kind of come together and the place that I'm at now is that I'm not, I don't focus on that. Like that the past is the past. Um, what, what's going to happen is the future. Like I'm not, yeah, I'm not held to anything. I'm not trying to go out there and do anything. I'm just, I'm just going out there and being myself. And, and that's the result. You know what I mean? That's, um, that's the new recipe. I feel like everything's in order. I know I know how to replicate that same recipe now. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward and excited for the future. Excited to jump back in a camp and and do it all over again because I loved every second of that last camp. He kind of did the the Charles Oliveira on you, right? He he fell back after getting hit. I think you dropped him like three times, right? Am I wrong about that? Uh. Yeah, yeah. I think there was like two, two. I feel like one of them he was just trying to like lure me in. Yeah. I feel like one, I didn't feel land clean, and he fell down and was like um, playing possum of it, maybe trying to like act more hurt than he was, so I would be able to like follow him down and give him an opportunity. But mm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I've heard enough people to know when someone's faking it. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, you faking it, man. Stand up. I, I the last think... one, I was like, he ain't faking that. That, that. <laughs> <laughs> that one, you saw oh, it. That... Yeah, even, you know, Keith Peterson, the referee, he saw it, man. He he didn't even take, like, he didn't even hesitate. He was just like, it's over. Like, the dude. He's cool. He's cool. Keith Peterson's cool. That's the first time, obviously, I know who Keith Peterson is, but that's the first time uh, I'd have, that's my kind of referee. And he, he said it to me before the fight. He's just like, look, I don't talk much. He's like, you're going to hear like a couple of words from me. He's like, I'm not. I, that's the way I feel a referee should be. Like, stay out of it. Let the boys play. Let them sort it out. Um, he was right. Like, he was on the money. Like, it was done. Uh, he didn't want to fight anymore. What, what more do you want to see? You know what I mean? Like, people... Uh, obviously being like hypercritical of the kid but I don't know I'm like not jumping on board I don't like I don't share the same like what did you want him to do just be like <laughs> just get knocked out like reckless this, you're not you're, like you're knocking the kid for having a couple of brain cells you know you're smart enough to know when when um the battle is lost and to yeah stay down it's not I would not, but <laughs> we all know <laughs> we all know that how that turns out. When when he was, you know, spinning into those Imanari roles, everybody that I know was thinking, 
the USC needs to implement soccer kick. Does that ever come into your mind during the fight? Like maybe, no, not maybe, but you know, I wish I was able to. I wish I was able to. Oh, a thousand percent. I, I think I, that's when I like fake the knee at the end of the first round. I like fake kneeing him on the ground. And that's when I said to him and I was like, I'd knee in the face, mate. Like, <laughs> you're just exploiting, you're just exploiting a couple of the rules. But yeah, of course, I think if you're a fan of mine, you know that I'm a strong proponent for less regulation. <laughs> More violence. Facts. Michael Bisping he did a video and he was saying that uh, he was happy that the crowd was booing Claudio. You know, what do you think of that? Did you think that that affected him a little bit, Claudio? Um, of course, like he's a young kid. He's only 26 and he's kind of just having, um, yeah, he's kind of just having like his ego shattered in front of a sold out Madison Square Garden in the biggest moment of his life. Like I, I definitely, um, I can definitely understand like the position he's in and and I have a bit of empathy for that. It's a part of it. It's a part of it. Like the crowd definitely comes into play in fights, hometown, away town. It's some the crowd is something you definitely need to learn how to harness and control, you know, because they can work heavily in your favor or you can it can make you do something very stupid. You need to I'm, I'm, I just have the benefit of 20 UFC fights. So I have I have the experience of going through this um, a number of different times. So I know I know how to not let I know how to kind of get the crowd to do what I want them to do, not <laughs> have them negatively influence me as such. Usually the crowd is for you though. When's the last time the crowd was against you? Do you even remember? Nah, it's been a while away. It's yeah. quite fun. Um, yeah, it's like a surreal thing. Like going over there, going to New York, or, or even the one before that, like uh, London, going flying to the complete yeah. opposite side of the globe, fighting a hometown guy and getting cheered. Yeah. Like I was getting cheered, um, I think louder than he was. And yeah. same thing in uh, like going to New York. And I remember standing in the tunnel. He walks out, and they're like Claudio. He walks out, and I hear booze, and I was like, "This is crazy." <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that I have like people all around the world that support you so much um, and they're, they're so like passionate and vocally behind you in the fires. Um, yeah, it's just a testament to like the yeah the appreciation the fans have, which is yeah, it's very cool. It's very yeah. cool. Yeah, you put the work in, and you know that's a definition of a a fan favorite. You know, a lot of people like to throw that word around, but you know if you're getting cheered everywhere you go in different countries you're definitely a fan favorite the crowd was chanting something what were they do you remember what they were saying to me or to him to him they were chanting you're a pussy <laughs> you're a pussy i heard that and i was like oh i was like those new yorkers are cold-blooded man <laughs> i heard that i was like man that's gold that's gold there right there. That'll that would play on me. Like I would <laughs> I would start charging forward swinging if I was 26 years old and that many people were calling me a pussy. That would definitely uh impact me. Damn, that's crazy. Only in America, man. I think that's only in America you would get that type of 
Against Bowder, they were chanting "fuck 'em up" like they got into a "fuck 'em up" chant. Like that was quite cool. That was like the fourth or fifth round, and they're like "fuck 'em up, fuck 'em up," and I was like, "I'm trying." <laughs> but you're I'm a really... pussy. But you're a pussy though. That's that's pretty extreme, right there, right? Like "fuck 'em up." Yeah, I can understand that. But you're a <laughs> pussy. That's like that could get into your ego, man. That could that could crush you a little bit, right there. They are obviously not big Imanari fans no yeah they well versed in martial arts history nah nah, they have no idea they probably think Imanari roll is something that you buy at a Japanese sushi restaurant (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) now uh, what prompted you to kiss Joe Rogan on the top of the head like where did that come from nah it just came to me it was just (laughs) honestly I was standing there and it was glistening. It was glistening at me. I'd said everything that I needed to say. You know what I mean? I'd said, I'd called for my next fight. Um, I'd already ignored all of his questions till that point so far. So I didn't think that I was going to get distracted by any more questions. It's just a beautiful way. It's just a beautiful way, way to, to seal off the performance like that. I couldn't resist it at the end of the day. That was that was definitely far from planned. I don't know whether it would be Joe or Cormier or whoever coming in the ring, but it was just speaking to me. It was saying, kiss me, Dan. Kiss me. It's funny thing is they're all bald. Cormier's bald. Anig is bald. Like, I don't, like, what happens when you get into that booth, man? You better not step into the booth. Next thing you know, you'll be bald. Yeah, I've got a, I got a beautiful head of hair. I've got a beautiful head of hair. Good jeans. It's not going anywhere for a very long time. So I don't think, I don't think I'm going to be on the board team. I'm not, I think I'm going to be on the board pay-per-view team anytime soon. I want to go back into, you know, the camp. You know what I mean? The coaching staff, they saw some complacency amongst the fighters you know, how was it taking that type of criticism from the coaching staff? You know what I mean? Like, when you, when did you first notice it? Did you notice it before they talked about it? Or did you, you know, did you not notice it until they started to come at you guys? Um, not, I don't even think it's as such complacency. I think it was just we, like, we were pushing to the absolute limit of, what we had experienced up until that point up until that point that was as good as we could possibly um fathom performing at you know showing up to the gym it can't it, like it was a man we were it's not like we were coming into the gym late and uh skipping stuff and listen like this is not like we were coming to the gym and giving it absolutely everything we have. Like, I was leaving the gym absolutely exhausted um, every single time. But, yeah, there's, there's everyone does. You know what I mean? You go top to bottom on the UFC roster. Everyone comes to the gym and gives it absolutely everything. You you can't tell me that there are any, like, lazy UFC fighters that, aren't, um, that are going home with anything left in the tank. You don't. Like, everyone's going to the gym and pushing themselves to their absolute limits. It just goes to show you that that's not enough. 
going home, uh, giving it everything you got and, and working really hard, that you need more than that to be the best in the world. Um, you need more. You need, to, you need to do that and still perform as the best fighter in the world. Like, there's a, there's a balance. Like, there's a, yeah, they just demanded more. They just demanded more than our best. <laughs> and it, it shattered that ceiling. And it gave us a new, it gave us a new target. So that's the thing now, like moving forward, that's the minimum that I will accept. That's if, if, if I do anything less than that in um, future training camps, I will feel unprepared. So it's like they've, they've set a new precedent um, for, what, for what is going to be required for our team um, in the future. It, it sets the tone no matter the result, right, of any of the fights. Like for everybody that's coming up, you know, if they have a fight next month or a year from now, it's what is expected, right? It's, it's like you guys set the tone, basically. Yeah, it's what they say. Like that, that's even um, speaks more highly to it, that we gave it absolutely everything and we're performing at such a high level um, and we're working to our absolute limits. And we still walked out um, with only winning half of our fights. Like that was not that was not the objective of the night. The objective of the night was to go four and zero. Was to win all fights. So we yeah, that's we scored fifty percent as a team. Like that's why it was um, yeah. Not that I didn't enjoy winning and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's not what. It's not what I set out to do. It's not what, um, yeah, it's not what the team set out to achieve. So it did take, um, yeah, it did take like a little bit of, or it did take like a lot of <laughs> the the enjoyment out of it to not to um, not have my my brothers in arms there with me experiencing and enjoying um, the same fruits of their labor. They talked about knives and machetes. Did you ever decide maybe I should bring my own knives just in case to the gym? <laughs> nah, I think that creates a very <laughs> that creates a dangerous situation. Um, nah, like that. That kind of he is just like a he's a he's like he likes hunting. Like Eugene, oh, like he loves hunting. He he just has those things on him regardless. Anyway, I think a big yeah, it's just like. It's just interesting to people outside looking in that maybe don't know him as well as we know him that I never felt any threat of being stabbed. Like that was, that's definitely not a threat that was going through my mind that Eugene might actually stab me. Like it's more of a prop. It's just it's more of a, a prop for dramatic effect. Let's just say that. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, I've seen Eugene put up posts about hunting and he, you know, I think he's done interviews about like he's a very avid hunter and I saw another interview that he did with Israel and then they were doing some like back and forth questions and he pulled out his knife and just started playing with it. I was like, this, Eugene's a, he's, he's full on. Like, he's well, like, he plays with him in public. He was at like a fight night walking around and I'm just like, that's not legal. Like you can't, <laughs> he doesn't care. What are you going to do? Nate Diaz, did you see him at the show? No, I didn't see him. Did you see that he slapped some old man outside? <laughs> Seriously, legit old man, if you saw the video. 
I saw Dylan Dennis. He at our after party. He was at our after party. He was like, he was at our afters, and then he was like in the booth over, and then he like tried to come in our booth, or he like got past the security guy into like our booth, and then Waka from our team was just like, who the fuck is this guy? And he chucked him out. <laughs> he was like. Yeah, Waka's just going on. This Dylan Danis guy is a fucking joke, and he he chucked him out of our booth, and I think he got the boot from the nightclub after that. <laughs> Waka, your teammate. Waka. Yeah, gave him the boot. He had to play security. Oh, Waka wears a lot of different hats. Waka's uh, Waka's the team chef, driver, security, <laughs> maintenance. He does. Uh, he he. He pretty much does it all for. Look, city kickboxing will fall apart without Waka, um, without Waka dialing the reins in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He 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 does a lot. He does a lot behind the scenes. Damn. It did. What did Dylan say? Did you get to see what exactly nah, happened? I saw him in the corner of my eye, and I was just like, I didn't even, I didn't even engage with it. <laughs> I can't. I'm not a man. Uh, I'm not a slow-tempered man as such, yeah. so I just, oh, just not even. Because if he said something, it's just gonna be see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now uh, you want to get on purse, so like you must be ready to get back into camp already. Then, man, it's it's not too far away from now. Um, you talked about anyone that steps up, but I always think if they step up, it has to be. Someone that makes sense, right? And two names come to my mind. I've known you long enough, Dan, that you'll fight anybody. But two names come to my mind. Two names that have been connected to you in the past. And it makes sense to me. It's either RDA or Ferguson. Both guys are still ranked. Mm, Obviously, I I would fight them if they put their hands up. But like those are two guys that... uh... Like, RDA has come out and said, like, I've no longer got my eyes on the title. I'm just looking to get a couple more fights in. And, like, Tony, I don't know what he's up to. But, like, yeah, they, like, didn't, yeah, they didn't answer the question that I went out there and answered the question. Well, like, I asked them, answered in the weekend, which is go out there and prove where you belong in the division. Like, I've, I went out there, I fought an unranked guy coming up on a streak, um, Made him look silly and proved to everyone that I am a caliber of a ranked fighter and I should be competing against the upper echelon guys of the division. So it's like, yeah, those aren't two fights that I would necessarily like. I'm not saying I would turn it down, but there's not two. Like, I want to fight guys that are hungry. I want to fight guys that are on streaks. I want to fight guys with momentum that I can take from them. Those are, those are two guys that I don't see. Um, with like a lot of momentum behind them. Okay, I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. There's a couple of options up there, you know what I mean? But it's going to be hard to get them to fly over to Australia to fight. I'm just going to be <laughs> real with you, right? It's going to be hard. Some of these yeah, guys. I'm like, as I said, um, I will, like, truly, I will let the fans decide. Um, that's why I, I set a date. Like, I was pretty broad. I was pretty broad about... Um, my requirements is like I will fight anybody on this date. Um, 
if any like anybody ranked unranked like i couldn't care less i'll fight absolutely anyone in perth on that date i'm just excited to be a part of the card and i think it would be a great opportunity so it's like i'm kick the hornet's nest and i'm waiting to see like who who's the best guy that puts his hands up because at the end of the day that's who i'll compete against it'll be the best fighter that puts their hands up and accepts the challenge um and that's wherever that wherever that falls, it falls. I'm I'm quite content with absolutely anyone. If the fans in the UFC want to see me fight someone unranked again, like I'm more than happy to to operate. I'm more than happy to accept those challenges until I've um, proven my point, really. And those guys have no choice but to fight you again. Well, they. they I have something they want. That's that's what it comes down to. Like, you can't. I'm not gonna come out here and be like, oh, no one wants to fight me. Listen and that. Like, I mustn't have anything that they want yet. So it's like I will continue to fight guys that will want something from me until someone ranked above me wants something that I have. Like that's just the nature of the beast. And like, no one's scared to fight anyone. You just don't have anything that they want yet. Like once. <laughs> You know, everyone's scared to fight someone until they're the champion. And then all of a sudden, like, no, every, all of a sudden you have something they want and nobody is scared to fight you anymore. That's just the way that the sport works. It's not, no one's scared to fight you. You just don't have anything that they want. Man, um, man, that's going to be an incredible card in Perth, man. I'm just going to say it right now. Um, you'll mm -hmm. be on it. Volkanovski will be on it. Well, Emmett. I better be on it. I already cut the promo, so it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Emmett and Yair is gonna fight for the interim title on it, so you know there's another big fight. Yeah, it's a crazy fight. Um, man, appreciate the time, Dan, and uh, everybody. Go download the All Star app. You can see all the Dan stuff on there. You know what it is. Dan, have a good time, man. Um, we'll speak again soon. Thank you. We'll talk soon for sure.